welcome to Bridging Chicago, a podcast that aims to connect our listeners to Chicago's business, community, cultural, and charity leaders. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bridging Chicago podcast. My name is Nathan, and I'll be your host today. On this episode, I'm joined by Imelda Rodriguez, the founder and CEO of Coaching Vita LLC and author of Latinas and Finances. Imelda, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to get to talk to you to hear your story. I know that people are gonna love what you have to say. So we're just really excited that you're here with us. No, thank you, Nathan. Thank you so much for opening this space for me to share with your audience. I'm very excited. And yes, 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 yes. Yeah. It's like, um, I feel at home. So Good. thank you for that. Good, I, we're just happy to have a platform that we can share and certainly we have heard so many stories of leaders who are doing amazing things in our city. And so anytime we get to do that, it's just a great day. So we're really happy today. Um, we, we are bridging Chicago, so we always like to start with people's Chicago stories. So why don't you tell us your Chicago story, how you came to be here, if you grew up here, just what Chicago means to you. Well, let me tell you, I have one. And yeah, I was just like not ready for this question right away, but <laughs> um, walking in here, so this is like we're in the downtown area yeah. and walking in here, it just kind of get to my mind. Let me tell you my Chicago story and probably everybody in here knows the, um, the Twin Towers, mm -hmm. the, yeah, the Twin Towers, mm -hmm. um, they're in here. Um, I don't remember right now the street, but I was walking by, I passed by, uh, and I remember there is actually back then, I'm going to be whew, maybe like 20 years ago. Oh, okay. There is like a McDonald at the first floor. Okay. And I used to work there. Wow. I used to work there 20 years wow. ago. I was just yeah. walking in here and like on Adam Street and oh my God, that came to my mind right yeah. away. And that's my Chicago story. Imelda Rodriguez, founder and CEO today. <laughs> 20 years ago, I remember um, working there as a, like I was a cashier um, manager, like right after. And yeah, that was me. That's my Chicago story. Yeah. It's so interesting. I spent some time working at McDonald's also. And for me, it's one of those things where it's one of those lessons and everything is what you make it right. It's like you can work there and it, it really is actually a pretty cool place to work because I feel like there's not a lot of pressure, but I had a lot of fun with it. But also I learned a lot about people, about the service industry, about customer service, just about how you treat people. And I think those are lessons that I use even today. And I'm still in a, in a customer based industry where, you know, we are focused on serving our customers as well. Um, and we're usually forward facing with them. Um, are, are there lessons from those days that you find yourself still using today or teaching today? Yes. And you just mentioned one, but it was like, it clicks to me right away. Uh, the, the, the the customer service like being able to talk with the with the um you know with the customers i remember because the towers like there is like residential towers mm. there is like a lot of people like they just go downstairs oh, yeah, right yeah, for yeah. food um so i recall like it was like usually the customers they were like kind of the same at the same time yeah so it was like the rush at the same time was like so you're on time for those things. Yeah. So I remember like having the opportunity to 
talk with many people, like with the residents there, with people even coming from outside. I remember like it's just coming to my mind right now, like the Bank of America, it is still the Bank of America uh, marathon goes yeah. through there. Mm -hmm. And we were like working there and all excited about like just going outside and sleeping a little bit when the runners were there. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I'm, you know, right now, actually, actually, I'm thinking, I don't know if it's the, the name of the towers are the Twin Towers. I don't know, but they're like very similar. Is there around here? Yeah, I think the Presidential Towers, because I know the towers. McDonald's you're talking about towers. there. Yeah. I was like, it clicked. I was like, I know that was not there anymore, unfortunately, but I know which one you're talking about. 20 years ago. Yeah, ago. yeah. And I think that there's so much value in people's story. And this is the kind of stuff where it's like, if you hadn't worked there and had received those lessons um, in, in business and leadership in whatever way that you did, your story would be a little different. Now, would it be better or worse? We don't know, but it would certainly be different. 100%. I truly believe that everything, like is, I feel like in, in your life, everything is like a puzzle, right? Yeah. So without that piece, sometimes it could be that piece that uh, something very bad happened or you, you don't want that, that piece yeah. on your story, mm. I feel like it will damage everything, right? Because you won't see the full picture. Yeah. So it has to be there. Every single piece in a yeah. puzzle has a purpose. And even those things that you're like, mm, maybe I don't want to say that I work in right now. No, no, everything was part of, you know, who I am today yeah. and everything is there for a reason. So I feel like we need to embrace those moments and just learn from whatever situation it is. If it's something hard, something easy, something that um, you're not even afraid of, like just, just go through that situation and moving forward later on on time you will be able to meet like walking by 20 years after and i just look at the presidential <laughs> towers and i'm like oh my god i'm going to an interview like yeah. 20 years ago probably that was not in my mind yeah oh yeah and i i mean i'm sure walking by there for you was flashbacks all over the place and, yeah yeah um that's so cool uh so you obviously didn't go from McDonald's to being a no. founder and CEO, <laughs> I would assume anyway. Um, tell us how like that happened. What happened in your life? Like what were the pieces, the other pieces of the puzzle that came together that allowed you to, to step into this leadership and in, to coaching? So let me tell you, like, this is like, I'm pretty sure this thing runs in my DNA. My mm -hmm. background is in business administration, okay. but the educational component is there. My, this is like, it's not just my mom, but, but my grandma and my great grandma, right? They were like funders of educational institutions. So it has been like, uh, I feel like everybody appointed me like, oh, you're going to be the next, right? You're going to be the next. Wow. Like, I feel like I kind of knew it. But in my story, I was like opposed to I don't want to be that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like I'm like, no, like the cycle is going to break with me. Uh, but again, going back to life and puzzle, like sometimes uh, life will make sure that whatever is your path like you're gonna find that again yeah. right so yeah. to me it reached out to me like yeah you're gonna be part of education i'm like no 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 <laughs> i'm just like running in the opposite direction 
Um, so yeah, I end up doing these. And what I'm doing with the company, with coaching Vida, um, we do two types of coaching, life coaching and financial coaching. My mom is the one doing the life coaching. I am wow. doing the financial coaching wow. because of my uh, business administration background. So I always kind of knew that I was like going to end up doing something in the business. Yeah. But yeah, I end up doing something that is business and education at the same time. And so doing your own thing. Pretty much. And which is pretty amazing. Now, when you did you invite your mom to come and be a part of this? And, and how did that conversation go? Because that's a really interesting piece to me where it's like you have spent your whole life learning from your mom, being disciplined by your mom, kind of like under her wing. And all of a sudden her daughter is coming to her and saying, hey, I'm starting this thing. How would you feel about being a part of it? Yeah. So what happened is pretty much my mom is doing her own thing, right? I'm running in the opposite direction. I, I don't want to kind of work with her, right? Like yeah. you are like 20 years ago, I'm talking like, yeah, you you don't want to be with your parents. You're actually running, right? Like yeah, against yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but I remember it was like this point in my life where I noticed that my mom changed a little bit. And that happened because she was doing the same thing, like it, because the education runs in her DNA. Wow. She was doing something else. Like it was like about mortgages and something. So she was like totally kind of running against her purpose as well. Wow. And I saw something very different knowing her, right? It was like, I know how she looks when she's doing her purpose. This face is totally different now. Like she, oh, even yeah. the way that she walks, it was yeah. just like, you know, like very heavy on her, mm. on her shoulders. So it was this day where I get in contact with her and I'm like, hey mom, I need to take a coffee with you. Let's go outside and have this conversation. That conversation, it was very deep. I was like, so tell me, how are you? What are you doing? Mm. Like, you know, like, what are you doing? How mm. is everything going? Like, for sure, like, tell me, be honest. And she started crying. She started wow. crying. And it was like, where this part, like, she's like, you know, like, I'm not doing my purpose. Like, this is not who I am, yada, yada. And I'm like that daughter that, I could be at this point probably doing something very different, different, but it was the point in life where the two, like my mom's life and my life gets together and collide in like, we should be doing this together. At the beginning, I'm not gonna lie, at the beginning it was about her. Mm. It's not about me, it's not about nothing else. Like how I can help you kind of put everything together and aligns for you to do what you need to do for the purpose. Back then, I'm talking like, I don't know, like 15 years ago, uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to open a company for you. Back then, the name of the company it was Innovacion Vida, Life Innovation in Spanish. Uh, we created this company. Again, everything was like for her, for her to become like that teacher, right? To be in front of audiences. Uh, she is, speaks mostly Spanish. So it was like for the Hispanic community, what are we doing, all of that. We start doing seminars, conferences, workshops in Spanish for the community. I knew she got like, like when she's talking in front of people, she is very special. Like I can tell you, like yeah. she start talking and people just start getting together or like they yeah. gather around her. And I'm like, you have something that you need to talk with people. 
So at the beginning with Innovación Vida, it was about her. Then things happened. It was like in business, we were doing, we got like an office, we were doing all of this stuff. That was part of the puzzle today, right? Like Innovación Vida is part of who I am today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but later on, I started working. I was like, okay, now you're ready. You fly. Like, you know, I did my part with you. That's wow. it. I'm done with <laughs> you. You fly solo. Um, but the magic was not there. Actually, we find out that the magic of working together um, it gives the results. Yeah. So later on, uh, I start working, things happen. I was working on my own. But three years ago, um, after like, you know, different situation. And actually, I'm going to talk like this is like, um, what, COVID-19 three years ago, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, actually, December, December 2019, we opened Coaching Veda. And I was like, you know, we're going back together. I changed the name of the business and and that's what we are doing right now. So the business itself, it has three years, um, but we have been doing like the seminars, conferences, workshops. Uh, Now we do it in Spanish and in English. And mostly we talk about anything that is connected with life and anything that is connected with the financial component. So, yeah. And I've I've heard from so many people, there are, there are, times when you can just tell when people are not doing what they're meant to be doing and times when they are. And it's funny because I think sometimes when you're doing what you're doing, it just feels like, oh, I'm just doing what I enjoy. And you don't notice it until you're not. And then you're like, this is not. And you saw that in your mom. So for you and for other people who may be sitting there going like, what she just said about her mom, I identify with that. I identify with the fact that like, I don't feel like I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing, but I can't just go and do something else. Mm -hmm. What do you encourage people to do who are in that spot where they really just don't know what else is out there and they feel like wherever they're at might be the best that it can be or the only thing that it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like finding your purpose is very, very important. And you can go to different classes, you can listen mm-hmm. to different things, you can do whatever you want. It is inside. Yeah. It is yeah. in here. And you will sometimes I feel like to me at that point, it was a screaming to me. So it was not about like uh, money. It was not about benefits like there's many differences between like working for somebody else and and doing business. Like when you start doing business and nothing else, you kind of lost a lot of different things, right? You don't have the benefits, you don't have like the punch in, punch out, like all of those things that, you know, in uh, uh, working for somebody else will give you. Um, So I feel like it's just inside of you and he will tell you and just listen to that voice that is Mm. telling you do what you have to do. There is a call calling you and that's what you need to do. What it can happen, like you you can do run again that, right? Like just do something else that is not even your, your purpose. Um, but I feel like you are going to be that person that is walking sadly. Um, and I know like I can describe my mom back then, right? Like she yeah. was like, it was just in her face. Like yeah. I knew it. And, and yeah, it's like, 
yeah. you decide like how you want to be you want to be that person and just move forward or you're going to be um the one doing your purpose helping somebody else and i know that when you do your purpose and you listen to that voice inside of you wow yeah. things are going to happen for you for the people around you and and you're gonna be i don't want to be telling that you're gonna be happy because it's not about the happiness in here there is going to be a lot of challenges i i got challenges every day all day uh but it's just like you just are going to see those things like ah okay speed bumping here that's it and then yeah. you go to the next one and then you go to the next one and then you just find the way like how you're going to end up doing what you want to do. Yeah, I appreciate you kind of looking at the realistic situation because I think a lot of people want to feel like it's going to be you're going to do your purpose and you're just always going to be happy, but it really isn't that way. No, not at all. Like I can tell you, I'm out, out, I can testify about that. Yeah. Like you can be doing your purpose, but yeah, no, it's very different. Like every day is a challenge and um, yeah, like it's not about like I was just thinking about the movie right now, right? The Pursuit of Happiness, uh, where you're like, I I'm pretty sure like even at the end of the movie, right? If you watch the movie, like there is too many things after that. Like yeah. it's not like the end of the movie and mm. then he was happy forever. Like, no, there is like a chapter two movie yeah. there where you're going to see like all of the things that he find out in the movie. So yeah yeah it's kind of I, I was thinking about it's kind of like relationships where like when you when you pursue someone because you whatever reason you like individual people would be when you pursue someone you don't stop when you form a relationship that's kind of like when the real work begins and it mm -hmm. continues to be work but I think the you know it's not happiness that is the be-all end-all but it's just being content with the way life is going mm -hmm. and about what you're putting out into the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 100%. I, I want to ask you about, we, we've had an incredible honor recently uh, of being able to speak to a, a number of Latina female leaders, mm -hmm. um, business leaders. And it was interesting when we um, when we got connected because I was like, ooh, finances, That's it's the same arena that some of the others that we've interviewed are in. And I thought, what is it about finances that is attracting these Latina female business leaders to really focus in on fixing finances, especially in the Latino community? Because this has to be something that must be really important because there's so many of, of you that we've had the pleasure of talking to that are focusing on this. So let me tell you with the uh, Latinas and then the finances component in here. Uh, and I'm going a little bit with the statistics and this is like from last year, 2021. It shows these statistics that um, we are only being represented in this financial field, uh, which include management, mm -hmm. business administration mm -hmm. and accounting. Okay. This is in combination altogether we're only 12.9 percent in the whole us uh that is telling you something right already 
And when you even like, just to think about like breaking that number from the three fields, I'm like, ooh, that is just becoming less and less of us. And me being a financial coach, at the same time, like I'm a founder and CEO, like I, I do and I love my job. I do um, the one-on-one with, you know, anybody who wants to start doing financial coaching, but I do groups as well. In, in my experience, when I have, like, you can tell I'm a Latina, right? And then when I'm going to different business or conferences or anything that is connected, even those tables where there is going to be a financial topic, you can see, and I keep seeing, right? Like the majority is a lot of Caucasian, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mostly men. And then you will see them like, usually they will be more like seniors. And then uh, you will see them with the suits, right? Like mm-hmm. that that's the image you have about like somebody who is going to tell you, show you um, something about uh, finances. Yeah. So being in this position, I'm like, oh my God, I need to do something. I want like, as you can tell, I, I want to be part of the solution. Yeah. I don't want to be part of the problem. Like I need to find a way, like I, I helped my mom back then. Uh, now how I can help more people. So now this is about like how I can help more Latinas who are already in the field. And I'm talking about like, um, you know, even the ones who are attorneys, like on those um, properties transactions, the ones who are agents, the ones who are attorneys, the ones who are um, tax professionals, Mm -hmm. like anybody, like there is like a different uh professionals in the field doing different things like how all of us can do something together and and do something for this number right it's not just about this number but it's like we need to be part of like those tables where the conversations are happening where you're gonna take decisions about like what is going to happen because you end up like not being able to speak up and and talk about like your communities. I see many um, communities being represented, being you know, uh, represented at the table, but not the Latinos and then less Latinas, right? So yeah. so so yeah. that's what I'm looking into in here, and I can see that um, with doing what I'm doing. Um, we're going to be able to support even the newer generation, the future generations, the ones who are actually right now in the high schools, the ones that are in college, the ones that are are in the universities, Mm -hmm. the ones that they don't even know, like they need that push of inspiration. Like, tell me something. Why should I continue? Why is this thing that is going to push me to, uh, you know, be at the graduation? Like, why should I be there? Well, hopefully this is going to be a reason, right? To tell them like, you can do this. Um, And then hopefully for the future, I I am aiming to um, be able to build these scholarships for the Latinas in the uh, the finance, even if they're in in high school, but they already know that, hey, I want to be an accountant then. Uh, this is going to be for you. So so those are the things that hopefully are going to happen. Yeah. And I'm, I, I have to imagine that people get really excited about that stuff because I think that the world in general has been hungry for this stuff. The more that people contribute and the more different kinds of people that contribute, we're learning that what gets built out of that is... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it seems unimaginable right now because 
we really haven't had all the voices at the table yet, but can you imagine what that future looks like where you sit at the table and the representation looks more balanced and, and it, you know, people who may not have been able to be there before are now sitting there. Can you imagine that? And, and what do you think about when you imagine that table? Yes, I imagine that table and I know it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to take you take us like many years. I don't know exactly the time, but I know yeah. it's going to happen um, because statistically talking like I can see in the demographics, I can see in, you know, like what is going on right now. I see that the Hispanic population, uh, they are bringing a lot of money and a lot of revenue mm. as a business owners and then as a consumers. Yeah. So we consume a lot, right? Like yeah, we are yeah. there, we are being uh, like, like the attention of many businesses that they are seeing like, let me see what they like so I can yeah. sell, so I can create. I can actually, I see like many products, like partnering with other products just so they can kind of give the twist of maybe um, adding tahine to something, right? Yeah. Which is the chili powder. And you're like, what? What is it mean? <laughs> so those are the partnerships that are happening because of the Latinos, like how I can sell more, how I can do more. So we are there and I can tell you, very, very um, being honest and secure about this, that the future is um, is going to be a Latina. Yeah. The future is going to be a Latina. And one of the things I can tell you is that um, uh, actually the person who wrote the um, the foreword for, for the book is Rick Najera. And he is uh, a person who, um, he's an actor, he is a producer, he's a director, he's like, many things in the in the hollywood arena and he when he was writing i was like one of the things at the end you will see like he is very secure as well like mm -hmm. the the future is a latina and i love that part and i'm like man i'm gonna use that <laughs> from rick najera <laughs> yeah definitely well we're really excited for that um we're gonna talk about the book here in a minute but we want to make sure that we get all that in so what we're going to do is we're going to take a pause and we're going to do the book in a second part. So we're going to end the first part here. So make sure you come back next week and watch for the second part of our episode uh, as we talk about Latinas and finances and how it came to be and what it provides to people. So be sure to come back and join us on this uh, on the Bridging Chicago podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago as produced by the SATC Solutions Center. Nothing contained in this podcast shall constitute financial, investment, legal, and or professional advice. No professional relationship of any kind is created between you and the podcast host or guest. You are urged to speak with your financial, investment, or legal advisors before making any investment or legal decisions. Furthermore, the opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of SATC Solutions Center, SATC Law, or any of its employees. This podcast is created by the hosts and guests' individual capacities. All opinions on this podcast are or have been rendered based on specific facts under certain conditions and are subject to certain assumptions and may not and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including, but not limited to, or use in or in connection with any investment purposes or legal proceeding.